don't matter what your name is Share your story, we'll be waiting Call, uh, uh, yeah For the haters, whoa All right You ready? Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting nervous, so just go <laughs> <laughs> All right What's up, everybody, and welcome back to For the Haters Podcast. Uh, my name is Becky, and um, we are also joined by Laura, who is our co-founder and writer. Um, for you, those of you that are new here, welcome. Um, we have a special guest, Fatima, if you want to just say hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Fatima's getting warmed up to the whole podcast thing, so. It's fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, awesome, cool. So um, I'm pretty notorious, and I say that now almost every single time as well, is um, if we want to just jump right into things, which means it's your turn to talk. Oh, me? <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. Um, all right, so. <laughs> That's not putting pressure on her at all. <laughs> Here, I got this. Here's, here's what to do. Okay. <laughs> just start off with um, yourself, you know, introduce yourself, your why don't you talk about your early stages first, like your early years, okay. um, and why you're here and what we're going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm Fatima. I'm 31 <laughs> crap years old. <laughs> so basically my story kind of starts when I was a baby, maybe about two, three. My mom started noticing I had eczema, like, you know, some patches here and there. Um, didn't really get bad until I was about maybe five or six. I remember like kindergarten, first grade, and I was covered at that point head to toe for in eczema. Um, I was always red and like dry all the time. I remember waking up in the middle of the night scratching all the time. And my brother still jokes about how he used to put boards on my arms because that way I couldn't scratch. I couldn't bend my arms. Oh, wow. I, because it was so bad, my sister would wake up in the middle of the night and tell me like, dude, I'm scratching. Like... But um, for the for the sorry to cut you off, but for right. um, if you want to kind of just explain what eczema is, if oh, someone listening sure. doesn't know what it is. So basically, it's a skin condition where it's you know characterized by like red patches, dry patches. Um, it's just constant itching, and I guess that's really what it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's just dry skin. Sometimes it's inflamed and red, and you know it can be a little bit annoying and you know, gets in the way of life sometimes if it's pretty bad, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, it could be manageable. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so after, after you're a child, so it kind of, I kind of grew out of it. Um, maybe when I was in high school, I noticed for the first time that I wasn't constantly having flare ups all the time. And I actually went for years without having too many flare ups. Like I'd have a little bit of my arms on my legs, but they would always go away like really quickly. Um, I would just put a little bit of Sometimes a steroid cream if it was too bad, but mostly like Eucerin, Aveeno, Dove products, stuff like that, and it would go away pretty well. So, um, and yeah, so I was pretty much clear until college. I think I had one big flare up, but it was when I first started drinking beer. So I have a beer allergy. It just inflames and like exacerbates my eczema. So I can't really drink beer, which is fine. But, it's like uh, Becky's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was crown apple. Uh, yeah. oh, That's the worst nightmare. That's true. Oh, God. But uh, <laughs> I actually like the taste of beer. But anyway, um, so basically, I was clear up until I got pregnant. When I got pregnant with my son, um, I started to notice, like, I was just very itchy. And I Googled it, you know, obviously I have eczema. It's just 
probably because of that but they said sometimes the hormones in your pregnancy can make you really itchy i would be up all night like scratching i'm like yeah my lot curse yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like every single person asks I feel like, that I feel like you should yeah you're i was just... thinking on the way i'm like i shouldn't curse yeah. like, just don't but um if it comes out it comes out it's yeah fine. <laughs> so i would be up all night scratching and it got to a point where like it was really interfering with like my sleep and like i wasn't sleeping at all because then i was getting uncomfortable being pregnant like this sucks so i finally went to my my regular OB and I asked him like is it oh, safe to do like any kind of stop top, topical steroids or anything like that and he said we'll go to your dermatologist to find out so I did and he prescribed me like a very mild uh like one percent basically over the counter cream and he said to just mix it in with lotion just a little bit and rub it on and you should be fine so I did that and I did that pretty much not too much. I didn't really do it too often while I was pregnant with my son because I was nervous about the steroids mm-hmm. affecting him too. Sure. Even though we said it would be safe, but um, so I stopped. You know, once I was close to my pregnancy, it started to wear off a little bit. I was starting to get more comfortable. I would have like patches, but it wasn't interfering with my sleep and stuff like that anymore. So um, when I had my son, it kind of went away, um, and I had my eczema cleared up, and I was you know, love and life, had this newborn, he was freaking awesome. And I'm like, everything's back to normal. And I had this little person. It was great. But um, when I was about, when he was six months is when I started to notice that the symptoms started to come um, back again. And it was always like right in between my breast, and like (laughs) on my chest and a little bit on my face here, like mostly on this side. And it would just come and then like go and then like come and go and then all of a sudden it was just like really inflamed all the time and I was like what is happening (laughs) this is crazy like Mm -hmm. I was so focused on my skin versus my newborn like it was really like it sucked really bad so um and I ended up going back to my dermatologist and was he tried me on like so many different things like more steroids and you know, fluconazole and clobetazole, all the kinds of steroids. And um, these are all topical steroids. Topical okay. steroids. And none of it was really working. I'd come back, you know, pay the doctor again to tell me my eczema's flared. Yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> so then we tried like oral steroids. Um, and the oral steroids kind of worked. They worked. And I was like, holy crap, like I'm clear. Like that next day, I was like able to, it wasn't itchy. It was going right. The redness was gone. But as soon as I started coming off that steroid dose pack, the oral one, um, I started noticing, like, before I was even done, my patches would come back, like, in the same spots again. I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) And we did, like, two rounds of oral steroids, and then we tried um, injections. We did IM injections, and, like, we started off at high dose, and, like, it would go away. And the second they would start to wear off, then he would give me another one at a lower dose, and he was hoping by the end of the IM stuff that it would go away. And it never did. And it just kept coming back. And, like, worse each time. Like, I'd come in and they'd take pictures of me, you know, from head to toe just to document everything. And, I don't know, the every time the nurse came in, she was like, God, that looks painful. I'm like, it is. <laughs> Someone help me, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. It just kind of, it got so bad for a while then, like, it just was like really interfering with everything I was doing because all I could think about was my skin and all I could think about was how fucking itchy I was like I was so itchy all the time 
And it's distracting. Like, you, it's, you, like how could you even focus on it's something? It's so distracting. And, like, I would sit there because at the time that I noticed it was starting to get really bad, um, I would flare. It would get, like, raised and red, so, like, warm and hot. And mm-hmm. then after a few days, it starts to dry up. And then I would flake. So I'd literally be sitting there picking my flakes, and I'd be sweeping my flakes out flakes off the floor and like my son's sitting there playing while I'm like doing this and like oh man I don't miss those days at all mm-hmm. but um it was just it was awful so yeah. I went back to my dermatologist and finally there's that new medication I don't know if you've heard of it it's called Dupixent it's um it's basically like a biologic so it's almost like an immunosuppressant where it suppresses your immune system and it's supposed to help clear up your eczema and it was strictly for eczema patients at the time and I had to qualify to use it. So not because I wasn't on any more steroids. He was like, we have to try at least one more topical steroid. And I remember I was just like, I'm so done with this. Like, I can't mm-hmm. I can't keep putting this stuff on me. I didn't know what it was still yet at the time. So I agreed. I took my script. I didn't even fill it because I was just frustrated. I knew it wasn't going to work. And we even tried antifungals because he thought at one point, it was in it like I remember going to one of my appointments and he looked at me and he was like, oh, this is this is fungal because it mostly was here and up. And he's like, you'll see that a lot. I'm like, OK, so I took the <laughs> antifungals and it didn't do anything at all. So then he said, we'll have to try one more steroid. And I'm like, fine, whatever. I, tr- I gave it a week and I was like, it's not working. Give me the give me the fucking new picks. And yeah. like so I finally was able to get that. And that was a pain in the ass just to get the medication. Like it's a whole nother story. But. I finally get it. I get one dose in. It's like one injection every two weeks. Because of insurance? Oh, yeah. Insurance. Like, you have to make sure. Like, they had to document everything. And then it was just the pharmacies to get it from, like, a mail-in pharmacy because no pharmacy carried it. So I had Mm -hmm. to get it, like, mailed in. Oh. Um, This was that new? Yeah. Wow. It's, like, pretty new on the market. And he said it works wonders. And it did. And it worked great. And, like, I I had two injections and I was clear. I have pictures from, like... Uh, the end of the year it was like December into January and I had like no flare-ups maybe a little redness here and there but it it wasn't bad at all Um, and I was like so stoked I'm like okay I finally found my thing I was like maybe after a while I can slowly come off of it and I won't have to be on it is that was that another steroid though no no not a steroid it's okay it's a different uh, class of medication but it worked the only thing because it was an immunosuppressant um, I carry the cold sore virus, so I get cold sores pretty, not often, but I would get them. So because it suppresses your immune system, you get cold sores more often. And I was not just getting them like on my lips, I was getting them like on my eyes up here, like on my neck, like really random spots. And I had a newborn at home and I'm like, right, shit, right. I can't like all of a sudden have one on my lips and I'm giving him kisses all day long. Like yeah. I eat his face all day long like there's no way crap that I'm gonna like you know just have one pop up and like I didn't I didn't want to risk it so I had to not the best trade-off either exactly so I had to make that difficult decision where I was finally comfortable and it was only like three months that I had to come off of the medication because the other alternative was to go on um like an antiviral and I'm like I don't just for me personally I don't like medication I'm a nurse it's weird I pop them into people's mouths, but I don't like to take them personally. And so I said, I'll, I'll have to come off of it. I'll just have to deal with it, you know, because I didn't want to put him at risk. I didn't want to have him have to worry about that, whatever. Now, the antiviral would have been like a supplement 
to yeah. the so, and so what would it like why the apprehension just because I have no idea. Um I, don't know I just about. didn't want to be on another medication. Okay. I had already just... like flooded my body in the last few months before then, like sure. with different kinds of things and I was like, I don't I don't. I'll just manage and if it goes away, it goes away. If not, whatever. Like right. I'll deal with it. Um so basically I stopped that and that was a so basically it's been a year since I've been on any kind of medication. Uh, around this time I stopped it last year and I didn't have any symptoms for a while and I think it was like a three months after I got that red same red spot like here and in between breasts started itching and then right here started flaring again and I was like okay okay it's fine I'm gonna have to deal with it whatever but it got so bad the one time I was at work I was like my boss used to call me a tomato that's how red I was all the time and I was like hot all the time but I was freezing cold too I'm like I don't know what's going on I don't feel sick like I feel fine I was actually on like I was trying to change my diet thinking you know the eczema people are saying it starts from the gut okay so let me change my diet I changed my diet I lost 30 pounds I felt great but all the symptoms still persisted so and I know like with anything it takes a while like a good year or two years to really notice a change in like a chronic thing but like, I just felt like it was making everything worse. I stopped eating, pretty much. I was drinking water, eating watermelon, and drinking celery juice and my smoothies, and that was it. And I lost a lot of weight. I just didn't feel good, at, like, mentally then. I was like, I don't know what the F is going on. I went back to my dermatologist, and he's like, it's just severe eczema. Okay. Okay. Hmm. okay yeah <laughs> like how many times can you hear that when you're just like I understand that but I need something to work yeah. you know like it's really fucking with me you know right so um where was I <laughs> <laughs> it was you, really fucking with you <laughs> you you had you had decided to stop and yeah. then a couple months later so you started showing it started getting bad again and mm -hmm. like at that point like I started calling out of work a lot and my boss she kind of you know, was like, you need to, is there anything I can do? She kind of gave me like a couple of days off here and there. And I was like, oh, that's fine. But the one day at work, I was just so red. And every doctor was like, oh, 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 mm -hmm. ooh. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. You know, because I don't know. And my one, my actual primary doctor was like, you need like a dose of oral steroids. And I was like, <laughs> okay. The so the cycle starts again. Yeah. So eventually, like, I, I think I took them and it just like didn't go away again and I'm like I, I'm done you know like I don't know what to do and my boss actually the one day I came back from lunch and I was just sitting there with my hand here and I was like shaking because I was just like so confused like <sighs> yeah it was rough it sure. was I was just so confused and like what is going on <laughs> what the fuck is going on right. to me you know I had this baby at home, like, I should be, like, really enjoying this time with him. He was not even one at the time, and maybe he was one already. Yeah, he's, like, one and a half, and I'm, like, he's so much fun right now, and, like, I'm not having any fun, and that sucked right. so bad. So my boss sent me home, and she actually talked to my doctor because, you know, they know each other through the hospital, and she basically told me I'm putting you out of work for, like, a month, um, Dr. Mendel wants to admit you to the hospital just to run some tests and make sure it's really not anything else. Because I kept saying, like, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to keep doing – I was doing the medical medium. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. But 
He's really popular uh, with like chronic illnesses and healing chronic illnesses and eczema and things like that. So I was following his protocols and they were helping me and I felt great, but my skin just wasn't budging. And everyone's like, I know you want to do this the natural way, but let's try and see if it's something else. Like, let's just make sure it's not anything else that's really bugging you. So I agreed and I was admitted to the hospital for about three days and they ran all their tests, you know, um, made sure I wasn't, um, what's that word now? Like, try and help me here. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I know. I know you don't. <laughs> we can't help. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they were trying to make sure it wasn't anything like, you know, any, anything else. And yeah, anything else. But it everything came back negative. Like, nothing popped up. Like, no red flags. And they actually consulted my dermatologist and allergist that I'd been seeing. They all came in. And... At this point, I remember being in the hospital that first night. I was just researching a lot of stuff. And I had reached out to, like, I posted a couple pictures of myself on Mm -hmm. my Instagram account, um, my separate Instagram account from, like, my private one. Because I was starting to document, like, my journey. I was like, let me see if I can stick with this and, like, really try and heal, you know. But I wanted to kind of document it. So I posted kind of like a cry for help on there. And I was just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if anyone has any advice. I was thinking of this or this. And a couple of people actually reached out. And this one girl, she had mentioned, um, go to this website it's called itsand.com or .org. And it really looks like TSW. And I was like, hmm, I don't, I don't know what that is. So I actually kind of like brushed it off because I'm like, no, it's not that whatever it's eczema everyone keeps saying it's eczema (laughs) so um I remember that night you know she had said that and I kind of just left it alone and listened to what everyone else was saying you know try this cream try that cream and I'm like okay okay so my doctor um my dermatologist came to visit me and he asked me you know told me it's just really severe eczema I think I want to do a three-day treatment where I pump you full of IV steroids and like it's just like a really high dose for three days and I'm like that sounds terrible no so then I remember asking him because some reason that was like flagging in my head the TSW I kind of looked it up topical steroid withdrawal okay so I asked my doctor because I looked at some pictures and like it looked similar but I wasn't convinced yet and I asked him do you know what TSW is or red skin syndrome is like the actual name for my condition, red skin syndrome. Um, And he said, oh, well, I've heard of it. There's a doctor out in California that kind of brought it up to convention sometimes that there's this thing called red skin syndrome. And when you come off the steroids, they go through uh, what's called topical steroid withdrawal. And he's like, I've heard of it. But, you know, everyone kind of laughs it off because it's not a thing. And I go, (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. So first in my head, I'm like, so he has heard of it. Mm. Okay, that's fine. So second of all, like, don't laugh at me. Like, I'm trying to ask you seriously, is this something that it could be? If this doctor is out there trying to push like this is a thing, we should bring more awareness to it. Why are you like so against it? Mm. You know, this guy's trying to help people. Why don't you be like, oh, maybe this is a thing. I, I'm sure he's seen it in his lifetime. Some patient of his come in with my condition or whatever. But he kind of laughed it off and I was like really pissed about it. So I kind of denied all my doctors. I went home and I did more research on topical steroid withdrawal. And the more I looked into it, I went to that website that the girl posted about and every single symptom that was on there, like it checked off all the boxes for me. And I was like, holy 
fucking shit. I think this is it. I think this is it. And like I did more research. I started following more people. And like the more people I started following, like their story was very similar to mine. And like their pictures were very similar to mine. And I was like, oh, my God what <laughs> like you like finally had an I answer. finally yeah. had an answer and then for so I finally had like something to call it so all those months of me like scratching and up all night like itching and this and that being red mm-hmm. and whatnot like I finally had something to call it and I told my husband I'm like I think it's this I really do think it's this and he was like okay if you think it is and I'm like so I started doing more research on what topical steroid withdrawal is so uh yeah since then i've been just kind of like i guess that's it <laughs> <laughs> there's more to the story but i would de- i definitely have a, a more deeper questions but um <laughs> i'm trying to think of how to put into words to put into like a visual for people that aren't going not even to watch it, like on youtube but to understand how severe your skin was uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it, I don't even know, like, I don't think that Laura, you have seen pictures of how bad her skin was. It's like, Leah showed me her Instagram before. Um, did she? You were documenting it. You said, yeah, like, yeah. People maybe check you out. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Yeah. So we'll yeah. link her Instagram. Cause it's, it like, even like saying it, it doesn't really do justice right. to like the, like how, se- how severe yeah. your skin had gotten from right. the withdrawal. Right. You know, after, afterwards. Right. Um, yeah, and I just want to make sure that point is is sure. made so people check that out. Yeah. Um, I want to go back. Okay. Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the like the emotion, the like the emotional struggle right. that that you had to overcome through those hard times because I know I I mean I know it's like a, a really tough subject for you but I think it's important for people to understand that that aspect of it as well um you know like what what was the hardest thing emotionally for you um the hardest thing was I just felt really alone Mm -hmm. it's okay I'm very emotional (laughs) and like I said I don't really talk about it out loud a lot like I write a lot about it on Mm -hmm. Instagram but I just felt really alone and like even though I had my husband there who's was watching me go through it and my mom who's grown up watching me go through eczema like I just felt alone because I knew that there was something going on and it wasn't that it wasn't that and I felt crazy half the time because you know everyone's like oh it'll get better I just use this cream did you try this cream did you yes 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 how many times do I have to tell you I've used every single thing known to man every cream I've spent countless money on stuff like that but I just felt really alone and um scared because I was like no one understands like you know this and I don't know if anyone's ever going to understand because I didn't think anyone was going through this so I felt so alone and like borderline depressed if I didn't have my son who got me up out of bed every day I probably would have laid in bed all day and just cried because I didn't know what to do like I couldn't control the itch. There was no amount of Benadryl or Benadryl cream that I could put. I can't slather Benadryl cream all over my body. Like I just mm-hmm. can't. They're this big, the tube. Um, <laughs> and like I would just lay there and cry if I didn't have my son to get me up every day. And like it, it was a struggle to get up, and because it was very, very painful to like move. Everything hurt. It was like all the things happening to your skin at once. Like you're dry, you're raw, you're oozing, you're peeling. It's like get up 
get your shit together real quick and do your day like I had to like I had no choice no one else was going to come and watch him for me because I was you know not feeling good so I mean I was I'm grateful for him like I'm I know that there's reasons why Mm -hmm. I had him and I think that was a huge part like he was a huge part of my healing but um yeah just super alone and just scared a lot of the times because like I just thought I was this was going to be my life forever like forever I'm just going to be this peeling monster walking around trying to take care of this awesome baby. And, like, he never looked at me any different. And, like, the love in his eyes literally just was, like, <laughs> just kept me going. <laughs> Little dude's so cool. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. But, yeah, just scared and alone. And mm-hmm. I hated that feeling. But once I started finding a little bit more about it and posting more stuff on Instagram um, and finding more people like me it I'll say it 1500 times like my Instagram account saved my life I think that was gonna be my next question is it, asking more about it that. really did and like the amount of support that community has the topical steroid withdrawal community on Instagram like it's insane I'll post one picture and everyone's like you got this you know just mm. keep going because what happens with the red skin syndrome and the topical steroid with going through topical steroid withdrawal, you just have to kind of go through it. You have mm-hmm. to like, just not use any more steroids. You can use other people try to manage it with certain things and mm-hmm. whatever works for them works for them. And you know, that's great. Um, as long as you've come off the steroid, uh, it takes about five to five months to about five years to recover, depending on how frequently and how long you were using the steroids. So I knew I was just like, I just have to go through it, like mm-hmm. just get through it. So everyone kept saying that, just keep going, just keep going. You're doing great. You know, every day you're looking better. So just keep going. And I just kept that in my head. Okay, I'm going to keep going. And I was so like glued to my Instagram account mm. because I would follow other people and their stories. And some people would be like at the same point in me or other people would be like pretty much healed, like 90% healed, but still had some symptoms. And, you know, it was just very like uplifting to know like I know I'm gonna be okay one day you know Mm -hmm. I just have to go through it I have to go through the worst part of it because it looked pretty scary once I figured out what it was and how people were healing and some of the some of the pictures oh my god some of the people like my it was bad and I I say because that was my experience I had it bad but to see some of the other people like bleeding and peeling it's 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 so scary and you're like oh my god I hope that's not gonna be me but if it's gonna be me and I'm gonna get better I'm I'm all for it but it was so scary just to see other people's stories and how bad it really can get if some people have been on topical steroids for like 20 plus years you know wow so imagine like the the come down exactly well yeah the withdrawal could be a lot worse and it's a lot longer so I'm grateful to not have been on it for so long but I was on a one of the I think it's the most potent topical steroid like hmm. that is available at least in the US. So that's why I had like this giant tube and like I remember looking back at it and it was like squeezed out. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, I gotta withdraw all this crap. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Let's it's, do inter- it. it's interesting that that's not like something that they bring up as being like a Oh, like if you take these, there is a chance of you going through withdrawal. And that's the problem. Her doctor said he didn't even really believe that that was exactly. Mm -hmm. That is the common thing you'll hear through everyone's stories. Like they'll go to 
so many doctors and they're like, no, I don't know what this topical steroid is, whatever mm-hmm. thing you're talking about, red skin syndrome, like it's not a thing. And like you'll hear other people say their doctors are like, no, 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 it's, you know, they'll just keep offering steroids. And it's a conspiracy with the pharmacy. <sighs> I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I'm a nurse. I, you know, and like, like I said, I'm a nurse. So I administer IV steroids to people and they always say like, uh, you know, we can't be on this too long. You have to come off of it quickly and right. we have to taper you off of it because if you stop it, you can have like rebound effects, you know, with whatever you're using it for. So I'm like, okay, so if we're using it for such a short amount of time, like with these kind of medications, how come it's allowed to apply it onto your skin, your largest organ on your body for 20 years, I've heard people just, you know, from the day they were born until like they finally find out. I'm like, that is insane. It's insane to like even think that is allowed. I think there's a business reason why they don't disclose. It has to be something, you know, but like that's why um, a lot of us are really trying to push our stories out there and like I'm wearing a shirt this is called preventable it's one of the people I follow on Instagram she actually made this documentary called preventable and it's protecting our largest organ it's really just trying to get the information out there she did a lot of researching she's been to she went over to Japan and looked at a this one doctor in Japan has this kind of healing process that he does with you know, his patients over there and she interviewed him. It was just like a really nice, well put together documentary. And it's really just about like wanting to get our voices heard and reform for the, the administration of this medication mm-hmm. and just kind of understanding like topical steroids, you can use them because not everyone's going to go through topical steroid withdrawal. Not everyone does, but some people do. And that just needs to be like a warning label, like a, you know, a serious side effect, an adverse effect of the medication. Right. It's not really listed on there, but that's really why a lot of people are trying to get the word out there and share their story and, you know, push mm-hmm. for that reform for the medication. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I want to bring back just, you were just talking about social media and um, I want to make it a point to know, I mean, it's something that we advocate for as well. So, um, you know, social media can be such like a dark place for a lot of people. They mm-hmm. go to fun- like, it can be demeaning. It can be cruel. It can be a very toxic environment. Um, but we try to make it known that social media can also be a very good thing. Oh, yeah. You know, even what we do here is exactly everything that you said is is bringing people's stories to light so that others don't feel alone that are going through something similar. Yeah. And there are so many people that have these stories. And I, and I was just talking to... Um, one of the guests that we had on, I'm not going to say who it was because I don't know if they're going to be before or after this, um, but they didn't think that their story was like validified enough um, to share it with people. Like people wouldn't oh. care about their stories. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm like, you have a story. Like yeah. you have something that you went through and people need you to tell it. Yeah. Like people need you to hear it. Yeah. And I'm sure... And, and you and I don't know if you've realized it yet or or not, but I'm sure by you sharing your story publicly on social media that it helped a lot more people than than you're even aware of. I've gotten some people that message me and they're like, wow, I didn't think this was a thing or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad you shared this or I, I came across your page and like, thank you for sharing this. Like your story inspires you or inspires them. Yeah. And um, it's really nice to hear because that's what I needed. I needed that. I didn't have anyone to tell me like, it's going to be okay. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. 
like I said, I felt so like lost. Like someone that went through it. Yeah. yeah. And like, I didn't know what was going on. And when someone finally reached out to me and I saw these people, like, it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be fine. I'm going right. to be fine. You uh, felt like you were a part of like, almost yeah. like a community. I feel like, like I've made so many like friends like through Instagram, like we message each other, like how you doing, you know, like mm -hmm. this one girl, she'll always message me and be like, I started picking my face. It was like an hour today. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, allow yourself to do it. You know, this is what we were talking about before, like having like a sponsor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a two way street. Yeah. I mean, I've helped them. Exactly. Helped you. It really is a community. And it's, it's nice to, you know, you post things and people are like, oh yeah, that was me today. And you're like, oh yeah, topical serum withdrawal, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's really nice, but I, I never would have said it before going through this. I remember I actually stopped using my Facebook account because I was just seeing so many things on there. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. Like, I just need to focus on, like, oh, man. I need to focus on just, like, one thing, you know. Just lift it up a little bit. Oh, wrong way. Other way. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So <laughs> once I stopped that and I was just more focused on my Instagram account, and then the whole thing started. But, you know, just it was it was really like it, it, nice. social media is incredible it, it is. it's the biggest community that there is in this entire world yeah and to have at your fingertips the ability to find other people mm -hmm. that have similar stories that can help you get through a struggle mm -hmm. it, that's an incredible thing right you know and if we focused more on that then it would be a we lot did a, better a little bit of research for um a talk that we'd get given at a college and literally half of the world is on social media yeah like mm -hmm. three point something billion people that's a wild it, that's amazing. wild yeah i mean i've connected with not just people in the u.s but mostly in the uk and a lot of other countries you know um so that's and you feel like they're here with you you know like right. in my little phone my friends are here to talk <laughs> me through my day and you know get me going you know mm -hmm. or you know, and now I feel like I'm doing that for other people. Mm -hmm. So once people started reaching out and like it's fulfilling almost and it kind of it's more positive. And a lot of people posted like about positivity and this and that. So like I learned to, you know, kind of change my way of thinking about it. And like sometimes it can be a little dark and some people are, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to go through the withdraw and like some people just feel like even with the community in the positivity everyone's sharing they still feel like they're never going to get through it mm -hmm. because when you're in it you know they say just keep going but you're like but how much further do I have to go mm -hmm. so some people feel so lost but I changed my ways of thinking like I just feel like I'm more of a positive person now mm -hmm. because of it and because other people share a lot of stuff and I started following that thing and I started following this thing and it was more about like just being in the moment and being okay with what you're going through and I think that's what helped me really heal was you know just changing my thought process and following all these other things that were so inspiring and positive that was on a social media you know mm -hmm. and like now I just pieces this moment right now I'm sitting here talking with you guys and I'm happy with this and I'm okay life is good mm -hmm. despite everything I've gone through I know I'm gonna get better and I think once I finally admitted that I was okay with going through this process and knowing that I'm going to be okay despite what my body and my face and everything that's going on that's hurting burning whatever is bleeding right now it's gonna stop one day and I feel like that really turned my healing around because I just believed in myself and I just kept telling myself every day, like, you got this. You're going to have a great day. Like, skin, you're fucking doing awesome. Like, you're doing, like, 
my body constantly, our, all our bodies are constantly working for us every day, like always just doing what it's supposed to do. And you don't, you're not aware of it. But once you become more aware of it, you're like more appreciative, like, holy shit. Like I didn't do anything, no <laughs> drugs. Like I stopped using any kind of moisturizer because I went through, I started doing moisturizer withdrawal where you stop using um, like any kind of ointments or creams and you kind of so went cold turkey at the same time like yeah nothing at all no, well at one point once I started doing my research about TSW I saw a lot of people were going through a moisturizer withdrawal and they said they had like their healing time had like it went a lot faster from withholding from just moisturizer some people go through NMT or no moisture therapy where they actually do moisturizer withdrawal so no creams or anything like that but they actually limit their intake of um, fluids they don't really shower as often and um, exercising is really good because it's getting all that stuff out of you. And um, I didn't go that severe because I was on like a fruit and veggie diet. So I was consuming all liquids pretty much, you know. Right. So I was like, I'll just do the moisturizer withdrawal. And that's when my skin went from like super beet red tomato, as mm -hmm. my boss would call me, to just dry dry oh god I don't it would dry up so much I couldn't even move my face oh like my to god. smile like it would hurt because my skin would crack I couldn't even turn my neck because my neck was so dry and then I'd be really red and raw again and like it was just a vicious cycle what's the lesser of two evils <sighs> I don't know I don't okay. know if there is one <laughs> um <laughs> the dry phase because I know that I'm coming down from a flare so I know my body's healing I get yeah. really super itchy at that time. Like I just want to scratch and like I'm literally sitting in a pile of skin flakes as gross as that is. But that's what happens. And but that's the best part because, you know, I'm healing. I'm, I went through another flare and I just keep telling myself, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the next one. Because <laughs> the more I flare, I feel like the more I'm getting this stuff out of my body, you know, so because it's coming out through my skin, you know, where else is it going to go other than the normal ways it's going to come out? <laughs> right, but right. It's not, and it's not gross. Like, I think that there's, yeah. unfortunately, a, a stigma here that I hope, you know, would not exist, mm -hmm. but, you know, it does. And, you know, earlier when you, I, I wanted to circle back to this anyway, so maybe this is a good segue. You, you kept saying that you were scared that you, and you felt alone. And I wanted to know if that was more because you were worried about the permanence of your condition or because you were worried about people's perception of your condition? Probably both. Okay. Equal parts? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I was like, crap, this is going to be me forever. And then like to even go out anywhere because my husband goes to work every day and it's just me and someone has to go to the food store to go food shopping. Right. Right. So I would sit there in the car and kind of just like, okay give myself pep talk it would take me like 15 20 minutes to get out of the car and my son is in the back screaming like come on what the fuck? we've been here for 20 minutes like get it going ladies so I'm like all right so I stopped like looking in mirrors I just wouldn't look at myself I didn't want to because I was like if I do it's just gonna I don't want to see it it's that was mostly if I needed to go somewhere. Like if I had to go to the store, I wouldn't look in any of the mirrors in the car. Like I would just get out and go and do my thing. And like in the beginning, it was really rough because I'm like, I know people are going to look at me. I know it. And like, I don't know. At the time, I was I was worried about what people were thinking. But like I said, I kind of just changed my thought process. And like I would go into the store and be like, I would fucking look too, <laughs> you know? Right. 
I don't know what that is. And I'm going to be curious. It's natural to be curious to see someone that looks like the way I did to just look real quick and be like, oh, I wonder what that's about. They're probably going to forget about you the second they get in their car. And that's the kind of thinking I had to keep reminding myself. I'm like, people are curious. They're going to be curious. Let them be curious. They're never going to follow you home and like, you know, stalk your life for the rest of your life and being like, why do you look like that? Why do you look like that? Right. No, you're absolutely right. I was like, okay, just just go in the store, get what you need and get out. And I always survived and I always made it back to the car and I was always okay. So I was like, all right, until next time. (laughs) So, but I think this is so, okay. This, this is really important because I don't think that people realize like the, the, the emotional damage that this can do to a person, right? Because unless you've had skin problems, Mm -hmm. you don't quite get it. Right. And and I think this is a, a bigger message because it's not just for somebody. I mean, you're you're um, and this is not to suggest that I understand what you went through at all. But growing up, I had what I would consider severe acne. It probably wasn't, but I was on every topical medication that mm-hmm. they would prescribe me. Accutane eventually and it totally fucked with my mind. Oh, yeah. And you reach a point where you're just like, why am I doing all of this? Like, why am I caking on makeup and, and afraid to leave the house mm-hmm. and you know, like, so, so there's a spectrum here of people who are worried about their perception. Mm -hmm. And you just hit on such a good point. No one is going to remember. Right. We scrutinize ourselves a hundredfold. Oh, yeah. Nobody is looking at us under the same microscope that we're looking at ourselves. I think it's just we have to be kinder to ourselves. We do. I know. It's like, I think of this going through the withdrawal. It's not just withdrawal of my skin. It's just withdrawal of everything that I've thought about myself for years. Like before I had, yeah, I had eczema here and there, but before it was my skin, it was just my head just telling me like, you're not good enough. Right. You know, like you're not pretty enough and you, you know, you're not good at this. You, They're better than you. And, you know, um, and so going through this really changed my perception of just myself. Right. And I've, I've said it to my husband. I'm like, I've never looked at myself in the mirror this way before. And he's like, what do you mean? Because I remember at one point I was just in the bathroom crying and he came and he just kind of like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. You know, gave me a hug. And I'm just like, I, I was so like, I hated the way I looked and I knew, you know, there's times you're still like, shit, I have to do this again. Like, because it just felt never ending at the time. But now I just, I look at myself so differently in the mirror. I feel like I stand like five inches taller than I am. And like, I just feel like proud to be who I am because I feel like I've gone through not just a physical change, but a really big emotional change right. too. So you can tell too. Yeah. You can absolutely tell. <laughs> it's like, it, like when you walk into a room and like, I, I don't really like mentioning that. Like, so I, I know, um, I call her fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I know fatty for, um, from college. We're a part of a very close knit friend group. So we spend, two to three maybe even four times a year we all get together um but you can tell like when you walk into a room now it's like the room is yours you know what i mean it's not it's not like it's not like you're hiding behind like a mask anymore it's like you walk in and it's like here i am like and this is and that's amazing like yeah and to like hear just like everything that you had to overcome to like get to that point it's like and even you know following you on social media your your posts like inspire me like you'll post stuff and a lot of things like I'll even repost because I'm like damn like (laughs) I needed to hear this and like 
it's it's a ripple effect like your life is a thousand percent affecting other people's life positively and like i i'm so appreciative of like you the person you are the person that you've honestly become because the effect that you're gonna have on this world is incredible it means a lot it really really does mean a lot and to know someone that has seen Mm -hmm. me before this and then kind of like i guess on the other side (laughs) like you know I mean, I'm not there yet, but I've definitely changed. I've definitely changed. And, like, I feel good every day. And, like, even though I'm super itchy some days because, like, I would consider myself about, like, 75% healed in my head. I I still have flare-ups, like, every day. Like, my skin really hasn't had a break in, like, two years, you know. I'm constantly flaring and peeling here and there. But my piles of skin have gotten less and less. And, you know, I'm actually able to sleep in my bed now. I was sleeping on the couch for a few months. Like, that killed me a little bit. Because I remember for like two or three months, I was sleeping on the couch at home, but not even laying on the couch. Like, couldn't sleep on the couch. I would like this. (laughs) And like, so sad. I wouldn't sleep. I would literally be awake until like four o'clock in the morning because I was like kind of distracting myself from not scratching so much and I couldn't really get comfortable and like behind my ears were so oozy all the time and like everything would stick to me. Like my clothes, my blankets, my pillows, my sheets would be all messed up. I'm like, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. And that, that first night and then like it was fine after that and then it was like a couple months later. Like, my husband was, like, going upstairs, and he's bringing the babies, like, good night, whatever. And I'm like, this sucks. I'm here yeah. alone. And here I am again feeling alone, you know. And, like, that was kind of, like, in the pit of it where before I kind of felt okay with it. Um, where I just was like, now I'm going to sleep alone. <laughs> like, yeah. it makes me sad, though, because I actually follow some people and some people will post on Facebook, like, their support groups and stuff about, like, this one girl recently posted how her boyfriend left her or her fiance I don't even know their significant other left because they couldn't just deal with it they couldn't handle it and I I'm so blessed and so lucky to have my husband who really from day one never looked at me different and I remember the one day I was we were going to Atlantic City for my mom's birthday and I finally felt like okay and like I still had like dry patches but I wasn't as red and like going to Atlantic City my hair was starting to grow back because I had lost a lot of hair in the front and I was like confident there was the first time I didn't wear a headband out in public and I was like I'm okay (laughs) but my husband never looked at me any different and I was like I feel normal he's like you always looked normal you always looked fine like what do you mean like he saw all past that and I'm so blessed to have such a support person and like he he's like my silent rock I call Mm -hmm. him because he doesn't really always know what to say or do so he'll just kind of like pat my leg <laughs> shout out to Doug yeah Dougie he's a good he's a good man and like he's just was always just very supportive and never like gave me any inkling that I looked weird at all he would never like look at me any kind of weird way he would just look at me like I was me and I needed that and I needed that reassurance like sometimes sometimes I wish he would have been like oh babe you're so perfect I love you but that's not Doug and I know that but you know he's never left my side like he didn't leave me he didn't think about leaving me and like that reassured me in my head I'm like see people do love you Mm -hmm. so stop (laughs) get out of your head sometimes (laughs) so you know I'm so grateful to have him and my baby and you know all my family that kind of were like you'll be fine you know and once I like my mom she's funny 
She still thinks she still thinks it's like eggs mine. She's like, did you change your detergent? <laughs> did you try this? Did you? Yes, mom. It's uh-huh. it's not that. It's don't kiss the dog. Your skin. I'm like, <laughs> she's hypoallergenic. She's fine. <laughs> but that's my mom wanting me the best for me and trying to like you know try everything she can to make me well. And I'm like, but I'm getting there. And she actually commented on one of my pictures and she was like look what you did no steroids no creams no nothing all natural go you you go girl you keep going I'm like I love you (laughs) she's so silly but you know it's that's a huge thing to have other than you know just a support system like I did initially on Instagram or yeah on Instagram and the TSW community so huge like that's why I don't get it. Like, there's so many people so affected by this. Mm-hmm. So many people. And, like, the fact that no one really knows about it is right. is why there's still many people. And I, I follow this one guy out in California. He got topical steroid withdrawal from using over-the-counter creams, not, like, strong wow. stuff that I was using. He had a small patch on his leg, used it a couple times, doctor told him to, and it kept getting bigger and bigger, and then it started going other places, and he kept putting it on, putting it on, and finally... He figured out that it was topical steroid or red skin syndrome that he had and went through the withdrawal. And he's going through a pretty bad withdrawal. You know, he's a very positive person. I love following people that are just like every day their skin's falling off. They're like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, look what I'm doing today. I'm like, okay, I can do this. So it's really nice. How, and I don't know if this is a silly question or if it's answerable, but how many people within the TSW community that you are part of were on topical steroids because of eczema. Oh, like, a lot. the mass majority? I think so. Okay, so, like, like, it's not, like, people who have acne or people who have psoriasis. I, like, it's every... I think it was mostly just people, at least that I know of, people that had, like, flare-ups. The one girl I'm, I talk to a lot from her pregnancy, that's how she <laughs> got through, started on the steroids, and a lot of people, it was mostly eczema or psoriasis and anything that needed, like, but mostly eczema. Okay. That I, at least okay. I, I'm aware of. I don't, sure. not a lot of people, not everyone will kind of share their backstory. Some people do, okay. you know, if they're new to the, the, you know, the community, they'll be like, hey, I'm this person, I'm 23, this is how I got through it. And I'm like, okay. I was just wondering what else doctors are prescribing topical steroids right. for. You I know? guess whatever, I don't know. But from what I know, it's just mostly eczema that I'm aware of, okay. you know, mm-hmm. but... So what we like to do um, toward, at the end um, is we ask our viewers and listeners to ask some questions for you. Okay. So we'll ask like two or three, um, depending on how long the answers are, but uh, they're, they're rather simple. Um, we had quite a few. I like two, two of them. Um, not, not the second one. <laughs> not that you can see what I'm looking at, so that was a really dumb clarification. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask this one first because I think the second one probably makes sense as the follow-up. Okay. Um, someone wrote, how does it affect your self-esteem? It's been a struggle for me. And I know we kind of talked about that, but I feel like we, we didn't really elaborate on that. So if, like, maybe you have a story or... How did, like, in the beginning or or just in general? I would say, yeah. I'd give a little preview or overview of then and now. Okay. Yeah. Well, my self-esteem was always pretty shitty, I would say. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like I didn't like myself very much, you know, um, and going through this, it really put a damper on that. And I think that's why I felt almost like really depressed because I was like, you know, 
now this, <laughs> you know, I don't like anything else about myself. Now it's like everything on like that's visual that everyone can see. Now they're going to not like me too. But, um, but like I said, just really changing my mindset and just trying to be more for myself and just understanding more of myself. And, you know, it's weird. Like it's a topical thing that I'm going through, but it's more deep now. <laughs> like, a, mm-hmm. you know, I've read a lot of self-help books and like, uh, there's one girl, her name's Camille Knowles on Instagram. Uh, she wrote a book called The Beauty of Eczema. And I read that and that was really a life changer for me because her story really resonated with me and her self-esteem was the same. Like she's a beautiful girl, you know, and went through, you know, her severe eczema and her self-esteem was down. She didn't want to be near anyone and I didn't want to be near anyone. I was like, I had to go to work eventually, you know, but um, I make it work and it was just really nice to see how she changed her life just being more positive. Mm. So just really giving yourself like a pat on the back sometimes and just say like, you're doing okay, you know? Um, one thing I do, I, I want to interject with is you've, you've said it a couple of times throughout the time that we have talked about it's making a choice. Um, and I think that's so important for people to understand that, and I know people don't always like hearing this, but whatever you're going through, it is a choice to change the way that you see it. Yeah. You can't change, you might not be able to change the situation or change what is happening, but it is a hundred percent a choice of how you react, oh, and, sure. and that is applicable to every single thing in life. Um, it's and I don't want to go too far off track, but a lot of the reason of who I am today is because of the the bad things that happened to me and me choosing to use them in a, in a positive way right. and choosing positive attitude over anything else and we talked a lot about that with um mark when or june when he came on mm-hmm. um it's a choice and, yeah. and we had and it, it's not always easy right it's and sometimes waking up even now you know i i wake up and i have my off days mm-hmm. but you have to find it in yourself to choose to yeah. to change and to make that difference. It's hard. It's so hard. It's hard, especially, you know, going through anything you're going through that you feel like you're never going to get out of this. Like, mm-hmm. you're right. just like, this is, because it's such, it's that moment right then and there. You don't know what the future holds. Yeah. And you already know what you've been through. But like that moment, you just feel like this is it, you know, but it's not. And it's so, and it's so much easier to just let yourself think negatively. Like, right. it's just so much easier to be like, I wonder Shit, why my is. life sucks, you I know, that. It, and it's so easy to feel it's like so that. easy to just be down on yourself yeah, all the sure. time. Like, I don't know why that and is. And it's such a conscious <laughs> like it's it's almost like that's your natural reaction. Yeah. And it's such a conscious choice to be better. Yeah. Right. I and, do think it's easier to succumb to misery than it is. Yeah. To, I think um, I claw your way through think that's depression. why once you're like feel good about yourself, you really just feel good about yourself because yeah. then you look back and you're like, I made it through that, like, and I'm better, and I'm so much better, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so much better, like, mentally and physically, and, like, you know, I don't know, it's so hard to just really want to just sit in a hole and do nothing, and, you Mm -hmm. know, really just hate life, but you have to just look at everything positively, I don't know, I tell myself every day, you're going to have a good day, okay, we're going to do this, I take three deep breaths, (laughs) and I go through, and I do my thing, you know. Sure, (laughs) that's your morning ritual? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, mm. now it includes it's like a lot of yoga and meditating okay. and You've stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I never did any of that. I was always very religious and I prayed a lot, but mm. I never like meditated. Sat there and just 
gave time to myself. And I think we give so much of ourselves that we don't give ourselves like a minute to just be on our own heads and right. feel our own bodies and just be okay you know I'm, with I'm, ourselves i'm big on prayer but i think that there is a delineation between prayer oh, definitely, and meditation like definitely prayer is sort of like you're giving yourself to god yes meditation is like you're giving yourself to yourself right right and i think it's good that you've you do mm -hmm. both yeah i do both and it's just really nice to have five minutes of like quiet you know meditating doesn't have to be hours long you could sit for five minutes and just you know keep calm in your head right. don't think of anything just relax and you feel so good afterwards it's weird mm. it's weird <laughs> <laughs> all right um so actually you answered number two before i could ask it uh, -huh. uh the follow-up to that was just what tips have helped you with mental health while dealing with skin problems and yeah you know you mentioned the author and mm -hmm. if, but if you have anything to add to it go for it um no but that book really helped. It just really resonated with me and I follow her and she's very positive and bubbly and I'm like, I need to be this. Mm -hmm. I need to be positive and bubbly. I want to be beautiful like her, even though I am beautiful. Tell yes, myself that. But it almost feels forced sometimes. Yeah. But and and that's okay. Like yeah. sometimes you have to force yourself right. to be positive because that's the only way that it's gonna become a natural routine. You yeah. have it's even and I say this a lot with um with communication you know, get, gaining a good communication with someone, it's going to feel forced in the beginning if you don't have that. Exactly. It's, it, it's going to be a feel of force conversation. The same thing with being positive. You might feel like you aren't being true to yourself because you're trying to be overly mm -hmm. positive, but it becomes a natural thing after that forced. That That's I, a very good point. It's actually yeah. very true because mm -hmm. in the very beginning, my really good friend, Shannon, she changed her life and was really doing a lot of positive things and just trying to deal with any emotional baggage she had and like dealing with it she's changed her life and mm -hmm. following that at first I'm like I feel like I'm just copying her like mm -hmm. I'm just copying somebody's like you know instructions do this do that do this but the more I did it the more I good I felt and like I just it just it now it just natural, flows out yeah. of me. Right. I think mm -hmm. it, I think it annoys my husband a little bit. Everything's <laughs> gonna be fine. Everything's always okay. So now he's like, it's gonna be fine, right? I'm like, yes, it is. But it works, right? Like it's a choice, and then it's a habit, and then it's second nature, and, and then, then suddenly it's, just, it's you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. And you have to cool. get, and a lot of people don't get through that like awkward, forced yeah. nature of it, which you have to. Yeah. Like anything you said. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes, you, you got to start somewhere. I don't think anything <laughs> worthwhile comes very easy. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. Easily. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so unfortunately, we are, we are, <laughs> we are out of time. But um, the final, final thing that we do at the end is always ask for a last word of advice. Um, if, you know, there's a message you want to send out, if whatever you want to say that you feel like you need to say. All right. Well. You can think about it for a second if you want. Well, I just feel like a lot of people need to, you know, just, it's hard, like I said, just to be okay with yourself. Just be okay with who you are in this moment and just know that you're alive, you're breathing, you know, and people ask me like, why are you so happy all the time? I'm like, because I'm here. <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I wasn't making those conscious choices like we talk about to just be more positive and, you know. I don't think I ever would have done anything to myself, but I don't think I would have been here mentally. Right. I would have been still lost and confused had I not reached out. Just, you know, be an advocate for yourself. If you know something's not going right, you know, reach out to people, get help, ask for help. Just ask because the moment you ask, someone's going to answer your question. Right. If it's not the right thing at first, it eventually is. Like I asked so many people until I finally really asked and I 
put pictures out there and put my story out there and was like, I need help because if I don't get help now, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I found the help and now I'm helping myself. And I don't know. I just think people really advocate for yourself, love yourself and just, you know, be yourself, (laughs) be you and just love yourself. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Um, You did amazing and i am so thankful for you coming out here and you know talking to us i think i'm and i I think this every single time and i'm so thankful for everything that i'm doing or we're doing with all this but i think your story is going to help a lot of people and i am so grateful to have this platform to share with people i know with people i don't know with everyone just to you know, get your story out there because it deserves to be heard. And there's so many people that you deserve to help that don't know they they need the help yet. So I appreciate this too. <laughs> I remember when you first started saying you were going to do something like this. I'm like, that sounds really cool. Yeah, like, here you are. Really cool. And here I am. <laughs> Weird. I had a short a, a story to share. But... <laughs> every every single person Everyone has a, has has a, story. a story to it's share. It's so true. So. It's so true. Um, Laura, do you have any final? I just I really loved everything you said and i i think that you without saying this explicitly what it what my takeaway from this was is that it's more than just sort of choosing to stay it's choosing to live happily yeah and i think oh yeah that's the second step that people don't tend to i like that well you said it oh i did i guess it's true and i yeah so thank you yeah thank you too thank you um all right guys uh thank you for another great week of listening um if you're not doing so already please make sure to follow like subscribe um share a platform with whoever you can um you know another person that you share this with could be another person that we help uh if you have a story that you want to share with us please reach out uh we're always doing new stuff so Thanks for joining our journey. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good day, night, whenever you're listening or watching. (laughs) For the haters, for the haters, come on to it now or later. It don't matter what your name is, share your story, we'll be waiting. Uh, 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 yeah. For the haters, for the haters.